welcome to Uncomplicating Business for Teachers, Helpers, and Givers. I'm Sarah Torpy, and I'm a business coach who found my way to business ownership after teaching in public schools, coaching teachers, and coaching in the corporate world. This podcast is all about making business ownership and success way less complicated for the teachers, helpers, and givers like you. If you're finding that the way the business folks teach things like networking, marketing, and selling aren't actually working for you and really feel kind of icky, and you know that there's just got to be another way, I'm here to tell you that there is, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you want to reach out, you can find me in all of the usual places. Check the description for more information. And while you're here, hit subscribe to keep updated on each new episode as it's released. So this week, we're going to talk about underthinking. This sounds like a crazy idea, and I'm totally down with it. Sounds like a crazy idea. But here's what I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks. One of the things we talk about out in the world, on the internet, and in books, and all the things, especially as entrepreneurs, is overthinking. We are excellent at overthinking, particularly women, particularly moms, particularly with people with busy schedules, or maybe you were like me and you were always like that long before you were a parent or any other thing. I am an expert overthinker. And so I was thinking about this, of course, overthinking it and talking with a client recently. And I said, you know, I think that it would be interesting to explore the opposite of overthinking, which would be underthinking. And so today, what I want to talk about is exactly that. So for me, the way I picture this is I think about like a like a dimmer switch, right? If you think about something on a slider that slides up and down, the very top of the dimmer switch, the on direction is overthinking, right? And the very bottom is way underthinking. And so for us, if our dimmer switch tends to be towards the overthinking side, underthinking and in, in, in thinking about underthinking, I'm going to use the word thinking about a billion times here in this episode, is really all about sliding the dimmer switch just down a little bit, right? To just turn down the volume on the spinning in your brain so that you can get some more things done. If you are an overthinker, this is for you. Overthinking is really about like trying to do things right, isn't it? We overthink when we want to make the right decision. We overthink when we want to make sure we handle all the possibilities. We want to, we overthink to try to help ourselves avoid problems in advance, right? We do all of this thinking to try to plan for all the things that could go wrong. We want to make sure we captured all the possibilities and we don't, we don't get surprised. We overthink so that, you know, we can we can catch all the potential errors. We can do all the things. And then you know what? We never catch all the potential errors. We still get surprised. Things still don't go to plan. And so, yeah, thinking about some of what's possible, trying to plan all of that. I'm not saying to stop all of that. I'm not saying to give up thinking entirely. But... The overthinking isn't really helping. It's just taking up extra time. Like we're never going to plan away surprise. We're never going to overthink our way to the correct decision all the time. You know, if you um, remember school at all, I still teach college kids math. And what I hear from them 
all the time after tests is, you know what? I had the answer right the first time and then I overthought it, right? How often have you talked yourself out of the thing you knew was the right thing to do because you thought about it too freaking much? So I want you to imagine what life would look like with less overthinking, with just dialing it down a little bit to underthink a little bit. What would it feel like? What would be different? I know for me, if I think about overthinking less, I gain back time almost immediately. I gain back sleep for sure, because if I'm going to be overthinking, it is at 11 p.m. It happens when I'm tired and then I get stuck in those loops and then my brain is going, 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 and I should be sleeping, 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 and I'm not. I did it just last night. When I overthink, the other thing I do is I lose focus. So if I were to over underthink a little bit more, I get back time, I get back sleep, I get back focus, which is fantastic. I want all of those things back like permanently. And that's not going to say that I'm going to be perfect at this, but like thinking a little less actually gets me a lot of good things. And then here's the other question to think about. What's scary about underthinking? So your brain is like, all right, logically underthinking could be a thing. I could think less, but, right? We overthink because we want to be right. We want to choose correctly. We want to make a good decision. We overthink because we have been taught that if we don't do our research very carefully and look at every option under the sun, that we're going to miss out on a good deal or we're going to miss something important and then we're screwed. But that's not ever been true, right? Like when I picked a wedding venue, we looked at one. (laughs) We looked at exactly one wedding venue and then signed up and it was amazing, right? It's like when you go to a restaurant that has three choices on the menu you're still going to have an amazing meal if you choose the right thing for you than if they have 30. So it's you're not going to choose wrong. You can trust yourself to choose right. But it is scary to consider thinking less because we're taught that more thinking is more correct. But that's not real because really we talk ourselves out of things because of overthinking. We do stuff. We make things extra hard. We do things that are not going to work out right because we thought too much about them constantly, right? And then we have to backtrack. So we're doing twice as much thinking and double work just because of the overthinking. Oh my goodness. So if you are like me, an excellent and highly skilled ninja black belt level overthinker, what do you do to underthink? Because like, it's not just if you're a natural overthinker, then underthinking feels really scary. So here are the things that my favorite strategies for for doing this in a way that I know for a fact save me time, saves clients time. Every time I teach this to a friend, it saves them time, like saves time, but it also helps you succeed more and accomplish more in less time, right? You get further faster when you're not thinking so freaking hard on First, you have to notice yourself. And I know, like, if you listen to this podcast in any kind of regular way, you know that I talk a lot about noticing, but you got to hear your brain. When you drop into the, like, spin cycle that is overthinking, you have to pick it up because we don't know we're overthinking sometimes and we can't sort of work against it. We can't combat it in any useful way if we don't notice it's happening. So, you know, I've had to train myself to sort of notice when I start to spin. When I lay down in bed at night, 
And I start to go, and I'm like, oh, holy cow, there it goes. And then I, I know what to do at that point. Like I take my headphones off my bedside table and I put them in my phone and I turn the meditation app on because that is the only thing that is going to shut up my brain at night when I'm trying to sleep. But like, you got to notice when your brain starts to cycle endlessly right that, like that, and you are in the middle of the workday or you have some things going on, you're trying to get some stuff done. You're like, whoa, what's happening? There are a couple of questions to ask. The first is why am I stuck here? Like what's stuck here? Like why is my brain stuck in this? It's like you're stuck and your car is stuck in the mud and you're just spinning the wheels. Like why am I spinning my wheels here? What exactly is happening? So you notice it and then you step back and it's like, okay, let me be curious. What's actually happening here? Then what do I want to change? Like, okay, if I'm spinning my wheels in the mud, do I want to keep spinning them? Is it getting me somewhere to spin them? Do I need this period of time to spin and then can I move on, right? It's not saying that you're never going to be here, but it is like, okay, do I want to change something and what is it? And then, you know, how do I get to the solution I want? Because let's say you're overthinking a decision you're going to make. Well, how do you get to make the decision, right? How do I get to the solution I want? I want this to be decided, right? So I can continue to overthink and research, or I can just be like, okay, do I have enough information right now to make a decision? If I do, I'm going to decide. If I don't, then I know I need to do a little more research, but I'm going to give myself a time cap. And that leads to strategy number two. First is noticing yourself. You've got to hear it. The second is time caps. So here's the thing. Sometimes, and I suggest this to clients all the time in various ways, I give myself time to overthink. I schedule it. Like if I, so I am in the process of looking for new speaking opportunities and these kinds of things. And in my calendar over the next couple of weeks, I have time to research. But what I do in that research time is I give myself, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then I make a list of what I find and I decide what's worth pursuing. I give myself 45 minutes to research and three minutes to decide. Literally, that's it. And often, you know, I when I talk with clients about things like this, I give them even less. So I'll say to them, like, okay, you have to make a decision on X thing. I had an example of this last week and I cannot remember what she was deciding. She was trying to decide something. I said, okay, how long do you think you need to research? And she said, like, oh, you know, like 20 minutes. Or, or an hour. I think she said an hour. And I said, okay, give yourself an hour and 15 minutes. Give yourself a little extra time to play with, right? So that your brain feels like it's got the space it needs. Schedule it in, set a timer. Give yourself the 75 minutes. And then at the end of 75 minutes, when the timer goes off, set the timer again for five minutes. And at the end of that five minutes, you'll have to have decided. And the thing is, is most of the time, you don't need anywhere near that five minutes. You know right away. You know what the decision is because your brain has been preparing to make the decision because you knew you were going to get the time cap. Most of the time I do this now, I'm checking off as I go, like which things I want to pursue, which things I don't, because my brain is already like, oh yeah, we're going to have to decide at the end what we're doing with this. Knowing I have to make a decision means that I'm already preparing for it. 
instead of just like aimlessly floating around looking at every option under the sun and thinking some more. Okay. So that's the second one. Time caps make a tremendous difference. But so does just like thinking, okay, you know what? I need some time to like marinate in this. I need some space to overthink it. And then I need to call it, right? You can have the time. Your brain sometimes just needs to like mush it around for a while. I always think of it like goes into the mixing bowl in the back of my brain and it just needs to be stirred a little bit. So sometimes I need that time. But at the same token, I don't need an endless amount of it. And I don't need to do any more research. Like I can't, I can't look at 50 possibilities. I can't, because it's not going to help me. It's just going to make it worse, right? Here's the last one. And this is, I think, the hard one. This is one I work really hard at as a business owner. This is one I talk to people about all the time. But one of the fastest ways you can stop overthinking is reducing the amount of time between thinking and doing. Now, in practice, for example, for me, this is something I do all the time. If I give myself the time to overthink, I will, right? You are the same. If I have the time to overthink, I will take it. But if I don't have the time, if I don't have enough space to overthink it, because I have other things going on that need my attention that I need to get done, I just go ahead and decide the thing and I do it. And like nothing worse happens because I did. Oftentimes it works better than I expected because I didn't screw around with it. So for you, this really for me has become one of my superpowers because now I like have a thought, do a thing, move on. There's no overthinking in it. There's there's very little thinking, period. It's just like have a thought, write it down, share it, move on with my day, right? I do that. Most cases for me, it's about posting things or making offers or saying to people, hey, do you, would this be useful for you? I don't overthink it. I just say it and I move on. And then I, and then I overthink it after <laughs> I retroactively overthink it, but then like my brain goes, well, it's already done. So you're going to have to just deal with it. Right. So for you think about, you know, the common areas in which you overthink. Is it marketing messaging? Is it your offer? Is it your pricing? Is it your whatever it is? Is it visibility? Is it reaching out to connect with people? Is it, where is it? And where can you decide what needs to be done, do the thing, and close the amount of time that you have to think to something very, very small so that you don't have the time to play with? Often when I need to do this, what I do and this is, I don't know if this is the best practice, but this is how I do it. What I do, like literally what I do is I schedule my time to do the writing or make the post or make the offer or do the outreach back to something that has a hard stop time or a start time. So like I will give myself 15 minutes to do that thing right before I have to start with a client. Because I know at the end of that 15 minutes, I have to be done. Like there's no, I'm not going to be like, oh, client, can you wait 10 minutes while I finish this thing? I've been overthinking it. Like that's not going to work. Although they would laugh. That's that's not great. Or I schedule it like right at the end of the day, right before I know my kids are going to walk in the door and I have to get up to make dinner because we have baseball practice every night until the end of days. So I tend to, things that I know I'm going to overthink or I'm going to be tempted to overthink, I give myself a really small window for and I make sure that window is like an actual window. And not like one I'm just manufacturing. I make sure it backs up to something that I can't get out of. And so then when it 
when that window is closing, I have to get it done. And it's a little pressure, right, to do the thing. And it doesn't always work, but it works more often than not. And, and in that way, I don't spend as much time overthinking. And the beauty of it is when the next thing starts, I stop thinking about what I was doing anyways, because I've switched into coach mode or into connecting mode or whatever I'm doing next. And by the time I come back to that thing I did, it's I, I'm, it's done. Like it's posted, it's out in the universe, it's shared, it's asked for, it's whatever, right? So, you know, it, it's a strategy. <laughs> okay, so here's my hope for you. My hope for you is that you're thinking a little less. Like, do the thing, because really thinking about it more isn't isn't making the decisions you're making any better. It's not making the choices any easier. It's not making anything simpler. Thinking harder. So let's think a little less and get more done and try more things and fail a little bit because we have to fail to succeed, right? So that is what I'm rooting for you to do. Um, one other quick thing is starting May 1st, I am running a workshop combined with a little challenge about offers. If you know you are not making enough offers, um, this is for you. You can come on into my Facebook group or find me on LinkedIn. Um, it's going to go on my email list. It is going all the social places. So if you want to sign up for this workshop and challenge, it's going to be a grand sum of $23 for you to get the recording and all of the tips and tools and tricks and things that are going to come in the 15-day challenge and then the live Q&A. Um, and the workshop and all the things, it's going to be fabulous. Um, it's about making more offers more simply, and it is going to melt your brain in a good way. So if you would like that, come get it. Come join us in the challenge. Um, it's going to be worth every freaking penny and then some. And it'll be super fun. This is going to be super fun. So if you are interested in that, let me know. I'm happy to get you signed up. And if you are not with me, all the other places, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, in my Facebook group, which is the same name as this podcast, please come join me all the places. I can't wait to talk to you there. See you soon.